Exorcisms are religious or spiritual procedures in which demons or spirits possessing a person are expelled from the body. These spirits are often thought to be evil and are said to control the person whose body they take over, making a once ordinary person seem angry, violent, and disturbed. Many exorcisms involve practices such as rituals and prayers, and for some time they were used to treat what are now thought to be mentally unwell people. Such is the case for Emma Schmidt, whose exorcism procedure has become something of a legend in recent years. Her case is considered to be one of the most well-documented cases of demonic possession in the 20th century, although some have argued that the young woman was never possessed in the first place. Rather, she was mentally unwell. What truly happened to Emma Schmidt in 1928 is still up for debate. Emma was born in Wisconsin on March 23, 1882, to parents who had emigrated from Germany to the United States before her birth. She spent her childhood being raised in a very religious household, and she was, by all accounts, a devoted follower of the Catholic Church. Emma often visited church multiple times a day on her own accord. After her mother died in 1890, she was raised by her abusive, alcoholic father. Raised in Marathon, Wisconsin, Emma was reportedly put to work at a factory in her teen years, and early on in her life, she was seen by doctors and treated for female hysteria. According to some reports, she even underwent surgery as a means to treat her diagnosis. If true, it's possible she underwent a hysterectomy. At age 14, Emma began to exhibit strange behaviours which troubled those around her. She started to have violent thoughts about harming the priests in her local church, heard multiple different demonic voices in her head, and struggled to bring herself to receive communion. Her disturbed thoughts, however, were just the tip of the iceberg. Soon, Emma began to display an aversion to holy objects, and she found herself unable to enter not only the church that she had once visited so regularly, but any other holy establishment. She also reportedly lost control over her sexual urges and began to take part in unspeakable sexual acts. On June of 1912, Emma, now aged 30, took part in her first exorcism. Little is documented about this initial ritual, but we know it was performed by Father Theophilus Reisinger, a Roman Catholic priest who had emigrated from Bavaria, Germany. Father Reisinger had been born in 1868 and after arriving in the US, spent some time in New York before moving to the Midwest in 1912, where he was a Capuchin friar at the community of St. Anthony's in Marathon. After performing the exorcism on Emma that same year, his profile skyrocketed and he became the go-to priest for performing exorcisms. By the time he and Emma met again in the 1920s, Father Reisinger had successfully performed 19 more exorcisms. Although the exorcism of Emma in 1912 was successful, it was short-lived, and the young woman found herself back in the throes of demonic possession, where she suffered greatly for several more years. In the summer of 1928, Father Reisinger was contacted once more in relation to Emma's case, and he was given permission from the church to perform another exorcism on her. Reverend Joseph Steiger, a friend of Father Reisinger's, offered up his convent as a place to carry out the exorcism. The convent was owned by the Franciscan Sisters of Erling, Iowa, 
It was agreed that this particular convent would be the ideal location for a number of reasons. It was in a secluded area in a small town, offering privacy and some level of anonymity for Emma. There was also a major railway line nearby, allowing for the now 46-year-old to conveniently make it there, and the convent also gave Emma and the priest somewhere to stay while the process took place. Lastly, it was hoped that as the convent was so far away from her home, the demonic forces would be severely weakened, making the exorcism quicker and easier. However, Father Reisinger would soon learn that this was not the case. Emma's final exorcism in 1928 took place in three different stages. The first occurred between August 18th and August 23rd. During this time, she exhibited many symptoms of demonic possession. She flew into fits of rage over the fact that her food had been sprinkled with holy water, and she often hissed like a cat. She is also said to have clung to the doorframe and levitated. Emma was subject to two more sessions afterwards, the first of which took place between September the 13th and September 20th, and the second occurred between December 15th and December 23rd. The procedure was noted to be extremely violent and tiresome. Although Emma was bound to the iron bed frame by the nuns before every practice, she once managed to break free of her restraints and clung to the wall opposite her bed, while in another instance, she was hurtled across the room. Emma would also howl and make animal-like noises, as well as speak in several voices and different languages, including English, German, and Latin. She often dipped in and out of consciousness during each exorcism. The process was so grueling that the nuns who were helping out rotated their attendants in order to recover. Father Reisinger was the only one there every day, as a consequence, some of his colleagues noted that it looked like he had aged years by the end of the exorcism. At one point, Reverend Steiger, who had originally offered up the convent for Father Reisinger's use, began having doubts about his initial offer. He suggested that the exorcism be moved elsewhere, outside of his convent, which led to a disagreement between the two long-term friends. Father Reisinger claimed that the devil was attempting to drive a wedge between the two men. Reportedly during this argument, the demons, utilizing Emma as their mouthpiece, said, just wait until the end of the week, when Friday comes, then. That Friday, Reverend Steiger wound up in a car crash, although luckily he came out of it relatively unharmed, sustaining only minor injuries. The extensive process was exhausting to all involved, and eventually Emma's body started to deteriorate. Both her face and body were said to have changed and disordered during the exorcism, with her head and lips beginning to swell. For a time, she was left appearing disfigured and bloated, with her eyes protruding from her face. Emma refused to eat food during the exorcism, living off a small amount of milk and water. Despite the fact she would not consume food, she frequently vomited up bile and what appeared to be tobacco leaves, although again, she is not known to have ingested any. Ultimately, it was believed that Emma was being possessed by several different demons, including Beelzebub and Judas Iscariot. When Father Reisinger asked Judas why he was there, he reportedly responded to bring her to despair so that she would commit suicide and hang herself. These two were not the only ones possessing Emma, however, as she was also being influenced by her father Jacob and her aunt Mina. 
Mina was apparently a well-known local witch who had placed spells on the herbs she had used to prepare Emma's food with, and she was also allegedly Jacob's lover. During the exorcisms, the 48-year-old spoke in a high, falsetto voice on numerous occasions, which indicated to Father Reisinger and the nuns that this was Mina speaking. It was believed that Jacob and Mina had placed a curse on Emma because she had rejected his repulsive, incestuous advances during her teenage years. After their death, their spirits tormented the young girl and forced other demons inside of her, leading to decades of suffering. On December 23rd, 1928, the last day of Emma's final exorcism, Father Reisinger commanded the demons, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to depart to hell. Afterwards, Emma collapsed on the bed and began to shriek. Balzebub, Judas, Jacob, Mina, followed by Hal, Hal, Hal. When she finally opened her eyes, she spoke in her own voice, saying, from what a terrible burden have I been freed at last. My Jesus, mercy, praised be Jesus Christ. It seemed that Emma was finally free. The exorcism had worked. Afterwards, the 46-year-old reportedly exhibited milder and quite manageable possessions. For quite some time after the successful procedure, Emma's identity was kept under wraps. She went by the pseudonym Anna Auckland and is sometimes referred to as Mary X as well. Reverend Carl Vogel was the first person to shed light publicly on Emma's case. He documented the exorcism extensively under the title Begone Satan, which was first published in German before being published in English in 1935. In the book, Reverend Vogel included detailed eyewitness accounts and full dialogue between Father Reisinger and Emma. In recent years, Emma's story became the inspiration for the film The Exorcism of Anna Auckland, which was released in 2016. Her exorcism has also been cited by some as the inspiration behind William Peter Blatty's The Exorcism novel and subsequent hit film, but he was actually inspired by the Roland Doe case from Maryland in the 1940s. According to some sources, Emma lived a normal life after her final exorcism and faded into obscurity. She apparently never married or had children and remained estranged from her family after the process. When she passed away in 1946, five years after Father Reisinger, she was buried next to her alleged tormentor and father Jacob. Although the case of Emma Schmidt appears to be rather well documented, it's not without his doubters. Many people believe the 46-year-old never existed, while others speculate that it was more likely she suffered from mental health problems rather than demonic possession especially if it's to be believed that she was treated for female hysteria early on in her life. While the validity of Emma's tales is questionable, it's been documented by the convent, leaving many to believe that this story is one of the few exorcism accounts that really occurred.